It's Pi Augustine, your Division One candidate for Ipswich. My plan is for a community that is vibrant and attracts world investment, a community that is connected with the state-of-the-art transport system, a community that cares for our people and environment at a time of need. Division One needs a councillor that has the energy and motivation to get things done. A community champion. Find out more about me on my Facebook page, Pi Augustine for Division One. This ad was approved by Pi Augustine candidate. Ipswich deserves strong and stable leadership you know you can trust. I'm Mayor Teresa Harding, and as your Mayor, Ipswich is once again a city that businesses are proud to invest in and families love to call home. To keep our city moving forward, I'm committed to reducing cost of living pressures, expanding our road and transport networks, delivering more for our suburbs, and boosting investment in grassroots sports in our community. So vote one Teresa Harding for Mayor for sustainable growth for Ipswich. Authorised by T Harding, 264 South Station Road, Raceview. Coming up, Council receives a petition from Deeping Heights residents angry at the loss of green space. A one-person roadblock prevents more transparency on Council's Transparency and Integrity Hub and the first six months of the new Council. It's Tuesday, October 27, 2020, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today, which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to Elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. Population growth generally means new housing estates and with that the loss of some green space. It's been that way since man first cleared land to build something for shelter from the elements. The key is to get the balance right and preserve the right amount of green space. Deeping Heights resident Mike Hoff lodged a petition with more than 200 signatures at October's Ipswich City Council meeting claiming the amount of green space to be preserved was misrepresented in his suburb. To find out more, I caught up with Teresa Harding on Monday, October 26. Thank you for joining Ipswich today, Mayor Harding. Well, thank you for the invitation, Alan. I think we probably should turn our attention to the weather after the uh, blustery uh, storm that went through uh, northern parts of Ipswich on Sunday. There's a big clean-up underway. Is Council doing anything to help? Oh, absolutely. Uh, straight away, you know, the local SES um, got around to those northern suburbs and um, Council will also be extending um, some free uh, green waste co- um, disposal. So from the 26th of October through to the 2nd of November, inclusive, there'll be free disposal of green waste for the suburbs of Carolee, Muley, Pine Mountain, Chua, North Ipswich, Brussels and Tivoli. Let's go on to last week's council meeting and I think it was the first ever petition presented by a resident to the meeting. We'll get to that in a minute, but apart from COVID, what surprises have been thrown up for you in the first six months in the job? Um, probably still dealing with um, legacy governance issues. Some of the, the deals and contracts that are in place that were done by people who've now been charged by, by the legal system um, and having to unravel those and, and deal with those in a fair manner with different community and sporting groups, as well as, I guess, um, it's just been lovely, I guess, on the, on the positive side, the resilience and the care that people have shown each other during COVID. It's just been um, really heartwarming to see. You were quoted in the media last week saying there's one councillor, Paul Tully, 
preventing the Transparency and Integrity Hub from being even more transparent. Have there been any changes since last week? A little bit, Alan. Um, I campaigned to open the books and I passed a council resolution um, at the very first council meeting that council expenses would be published as well as the context of those expenses. That hasn't happened yet. And so uh, because that is because um, eight of the councils have signed a privacy waiver. There is one that hasn't. So we're going to work around that, Alan, by publishing. Um, we can publish all those details of all nine in the annual report and then we'll continue on, on a month-by-month basis for publishing those expenses for those eight councillors who, who are very happy to be open and transparent in how they are spending um, um, residents' rates. Last week, Council at its October meeting was presented with a petition from Deebing Heights residents. Can you briefly explain what prompted the petition? Yes, we had some residents from uh, Sovereign Pocket and Deebing Heights um, approach council. There was some um, green space and with, with some car parking that had um, a little excavator and some fencing go, going around it. And I was told that there was going to be some um, um, eight townhouses built on that sort of a triangular grass patch. So I was really upset because uh, they, they tell me that um, they were told by the developers and the real estate agent that that was dedicated green space. So they notified us on the Thursday on the Friday, Councillor Island and Councillor Madsen went out there and, and saw it and had a meeting with them. I went out there Sunday afternoon and had a look and had a discussion with some residents. And then on the Monday afternoon, there was a meeting with residents on site just to have a discussion about what was there. And in the meantime, we've got some information from council as to what was happening. And what it turned out to be that in 2003, that green area, which used to have the sales office, was actually zoned multi-dwelling residential back then. It went through a court process and then a court order was issued in 2010 um, to say that it would still be zoned as a multi-dwelling residential. So um, residents are telling me that they were told that um, by real estate agents and developers that it was zoned green space. It was very, they were very disappointed and very upset and I understand that, that that's not the case. Um, so when I met with them, I suggested that they could do a petition. And we've also, after the meeting, after the petition, we, myself, uh, the two councillors and the two most senior people in planning and council uh, sat down with the residents for about an hour and a half um, to go through any of the information that they wanted to assist them with what they want to do going into the future. Do I gather from that that construction has actually started on the land? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that was the first thing that the residents knew on the Thursday, um, that um, you know, the excavators that was fenced off, the excavator was in there already doing cutting a terrace and cutting away at it, and there was dust blowing everywhere. Uh, council were making sure that the um, construction company is complying when it comes to um, that uh, the dust and the watering and all that sort of stuff. But, um, you know, it's, it's, they're doing something that was, that was legal. It's always been zoned that way. Um, it was very disappointing for the residents, but the, the, the construction company has a legal right to do that. Have you formed any other views on where this should go, or has the horse bolted? I think the horse has bolted. When you look at the planning for Southern Pocket, there were five uh, areas that could become townhouses, and um, three of them have just have, have houses, and there are two areas now that will have townhouses. And that was a concern to residents that would be, you know, they've got lovely blocks in their, their house, they were concerned and they quite liked having that green space there, which I understand. The CBD development is certainly progressing well. 
You can see changes every time you uh, drive through the middle of Ipswich. The behind-the-fence pictures are very exciting. Is there any date yet when they're going to come down and the new library opens? Oh, look, it's, it's very exciting, I've got to say. The Ipswich skyline is, is, is looking fantastic with the construction crane there, finishing off the ninth level of the admin building. Um, but I guess what we're really looking forward to is when is the, that civic space opening and when is the library opening. So that'll be happening early December, I believe the first week of December. You will see the new Central Library. Um, we'll have the official opening in early December. That will open up the Civic Plaza, retail and restaurant space, uh, as well as um, the water play area for children and outdoor entertainment platforms. And we'll have to start using the new name, Tulma Place. Tulma, I know it's beautiful, isn't it? T-U-L-M-U-R. And it means Ipswich in local Indigenous language. Next year, we'll see the completion of the new admin building. And I know that uh, some locals uh, around Wood End have been posting images of some of the lights being tested on the outside of the building. So it kind of indicates things are progressing really well. Can the builders give you an approximate time when it'll be finished? Uh, Mid-year. So I think it'll be around July next year. And obviously, as each week and month goes by, um, the, the timings for when that will open become more and more accurate. But at this stage, we're looking at it July next year. Mayor Teresa Harding, thanks again for joining Ipswich today. Thank you very much, Alan. And in other news, two free parking trials have begun in Ipswich this week. The six-month trials adopted by Ipswich City Council include a new 15-minute free parking option and the removal of timed and priced parking in the CBD on Saturdays. There are more than 3,500 parking spaces in Ipswich City Centre, which includes both on-street and off-street. Of these parking spaces, approximately 710 are subject to priced parking, while the remaining are either unrestricted or managed using time restrictions. The trial runs until April 2021, with motorists, shoppers and businesses encouraged to provide feedback to Council via the Shape Your Ipswich website. And just a reminder that if you're trying to follow a Council meeting on YouTube, that all Ipswich City Council meeting agendas, officers' reports and minutes are available online through Council's website, with meetings live-streamed and the replays also available on YouTube. Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. This podcast is also listener-supported. If you like what you hear, please make a once-only gift or regular donation to help keep it online. Just go to ipswichtoday.com.au and click the Donate button at the bottom of the page. You can subscribe for free and share this podcast from your favourite app, including iHeartRadio, or play Ipswich today from your smart speaker. Music is supplied by Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thanks for listening. From legendary locals we all know to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode or go to ipswichtoday.com.au.